I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I am officially concerned. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number to be a part of the program. 888-729-3776. Let's not waste any time. We are getting right, right, right to the AFC North. Here we go! Only one place to start. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the practice field today after what appeared to be a non-contact injury. These things can range from days to multiple weeks. You have to wonder if we'll see Burrow again before his name gets signed. So, Joe Burrow is continuing to miss time with the Bengals, and here is Zach Taylor, their head coach, providing the latest update with some truly dizzying logic. He's been great in the meetings, you know, and he does his work with with the trainers and with Joey Bose. Um, so we'll just continue to progress that. Timeline still the same as it has been, or is there an update on what you expect from that? Well, I mean, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So we'll just remain, we'll let that play out. So let's be clear about this. There's really no update if you actually follow what he is saying there. It is still several weeks from when I said several weeks, which was, I I think, a couple of weeks ago at this point. So if you're keeping track, it does not appear that anything has changed, and certainly the Bengals are not providing any sort of an update that anything has changed. And I have to be honest, this morning I went on the morning show uh, with Amber and Andre Snellings, and I wasn't all that worried about it. I wasn't even thinking about it all that much. My mentality was kind of like, all right, if we get to the end of August, and this is still a thing, if we get to Labor Day weekend, and we're still not talking about it, then I would raise an eyebrow. But then, 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 our good friend Diana Rossini had this to say on Get Up, ESPN NFL Report. Their season starts in 31 days. Mm-hmm. Do they think Joe Burrow will be healthy and ready to play? No, no. There, there is concern. There is significant concern in Cincinnati that Joe Burrow will not be ready to go week one. They're going to be very conservative from what I can gather. They're not going to try to roll him out there, push him out there, knowing how competitive the AFC is. Everyone's aware of that. They know who they're facing coming right out of the gate the first two weeks. They got divisional games. But they want to play the smart. They don't want their quarterback injured come January. This can absolutely change the entire dynamic of the AFC. And the reason we can say that is if we're talking about Burrow missing one or two games early in the year, that's a real problem for Cincinnati because their first two games of the year are on the road at Cleveland and Baltimore at home. Two AFC North games, two conference games, two games that later in the year can come back to bite you. And the real problem there is if you start the season 0-2 without Joe Burrow, even if you're going to bounce back after that, you get him back, and you're sitting there playing the Rams and Tennessee and Arizona the weeks to follow that, while there's still so much time left, you find yourself in a tenuous position 
of having to make up for those two games, not just in the following three, if Burrow comes back, but really later in the year, we have spent the entire offseason talking about what a ridiculous logjam the AFC is. And I'm sorry, if you hear from Diana at that point that there is significant concern that they're going to miss the that he could potentially miss the first one or two games of the year and they're trying to climb out of an 0-2 hole, listen, they did it last year. That doesn't mean you can do it this year. That doesn't mean by any stretch you're automatically going to be the third seed next year. We have already established that the Baltimore Ravens have gotten better. They've gotten Lamar Jackson back in the fold for the long term. They've added Odell Beckham. They've added Zay Flowers. They're a really good defense. The Ravens are going nowhere. We have already established that we have to expect for the Cleveland Browns to be better. We have to expect for the Browns to get the Deshaun Watson, or at least closer to it, that they traded for now that he finally has a full offseason in working with the team and not missing time at the beginning of the year. Whatever he gave you at the end of last year, you can't treat as the real Deshaun Watson. And they've got weapons for him to work with and perhaps a top two running back in the game right now in Nick Chubb. So you've got that. And then you've got the... Pittsburgh Steelers, who we have established at the end of last year, even after they started 2-7 and seven, in Week 18, were still playing for a playoff spot, and they had a quarterback in Kenny Pickett that took major strides late in the year. And over his last few games, only threw one interception. Over his last four games, I believe it was. It was eight touchdowns and one interception down the stretch of the year. So with all of those things together... You can, in the moment, when you hear a statement like that from Diana, that there is very real concern, you can start to worry about the AFC and worry about where the Cincinnati Bengals are. I know they finished 12-4 and last year. I know that they uh, lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Doesn't mean it's going to happen again this year because of how much better everybody else is. And then let's talk about the rest of the conference. You really want to fall to 0-2 in a conference with Aaron Rodgers who's just come over and everybody's hyping up the Jets? You really want to fall to 0-2 in a conference when you've got Justin, Herbert's, uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers on the climb? You really want to fall behind with Patrick Mahomes? You can honestly make the case that Joe Burrow is the most indispensable quarterback in the NFL right now. We could talk about how great all those other guys are. Does Burrow make everybody around him better? He's got great receivers with Higgins and with Chase. But does he make other guys better? Of course he does. If you're the Bengals and you're missing Joe Burrow for a while, it's over. Now, let's define for a while. If it's the first two games of the year, is it over? No. Put you in a little bit more of a squeeze box, though. Little bit of a tight spot. If we're going to miss him for more than that, mm, that's a problem. Now, I want to direct your attention or your memory back to a few weeks ago when this first happened. Chris and I were hosting the show together here, 
and we were discussing that calf injury. And Chris Canty suffered a calf injury during his playing days. He thought it was only going to be a couple of weeks. He ended up missing seven games. He didn't suffer it at the same time. He suffered it during the year. But he ended up missing seven games because of the calf injury, because of complications from it. And he made very, very clear that you're going to be playing with that pain all season long. It was a horrible sight to see Joe Burrow hopping around in a non-contact injury. Like, those three words are becoming some of the most scary in all of sports. Non-contact injury. Because those are words that get you a little bit worried about the extent of the injury. More often than not, they turn out to be blowing out the knee. They turn out to be stretching or blowing out an Achilles, all those kinds of things. The contact injuries turn more into bone bruises and such. Boy, I have to say, it's not often that I can get turned around quickly on a subject, but those words from Diana this morning, they really changed my opinion on the outlook for the Bengals if he's going to miss his first couple of games of the year. Because I think it's easy for us all to sit here and say that Cincinnati can get right back on track. But as much as I just want to direct your attention to what they have later, because as much as, all right, it's Cleveland and Baltimore, let's say you start 0-2, oh, well, that's fine. We've got the Rams, we've got Tennessee, we've got Arizona to follow. Mm -hmm. Then Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Minnesota later, Pittsburgh again, Kansas City. Two games, big freaking deal, people. Big freaking deal. This, if he misses the first couple of games of the year, can completely change the entire dynamic of the AFC. Carlin, in for Greeny. That's right. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. If you were wondering, I still have not gotten over the what is up my people from yesterday. I was thinking about it last night. I was driving out to City Field. I was going out to a Met game haven't been to a baseball game for a while, and I still couldn't get past the fact that I actually said that on the air. What is up, my people? That might be the most amount of shame I have ever brought upon my family, my loved ones, ever on the air with a, with a statement I've made. And trust me when I tell you, I've made a lot of dumb ones. So we've got that to tackle. We've got so much more to get into, including why I may never leave the house again. It's on the way. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Chris Carlin Chris. in the his house. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Grazier offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I just had one of the weirdest interactions of my entire life in the last five minutes during that break, and we will share that with you in just a bit. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We welcome in Jake Asman from 97.5 ESPN down in Houston. Also works on 98.7 ESPN in New York. He is hosting on ESPN New York this weekend, Saturday, uh, Saturday night from 8 to 12 after the Jet game. Jake, what's going on, man? How are you? Chris, I'm doing great, and you are such a great radio talent because I am very curious what this interaction you had during the break is. I got to tune in. Yeah, you do, and it's a tease, and that's why you'll have to sit around, but I'm not going to talk about it with you. Uh, That's fair. Foremost, Jake, you were at the game last week, uh, at the um, Hall of Fame game. Uh, You've been around the Jets for a long time. You work in Houston as well. Just give me a sense of what you're buying into, what you're seeing in the hype so far with the Jets. The, the hype is definitely real. There's no question about it. I, I think a lot of it comes from the fans, just the, the, the Jet fan being starving for, you know, competency at quarterback. And now you have, you know, a, a seemingly bought in, highly motivated Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, the, the confidence that you get a sense from the team, I mean, that was evident if you watched Hard Knocks the other night. But just being on the field before the game and just seeing, you know, all the players interacting with Rodgers and seeing him smiling and coaching up Zach Wilson before the game and just seeing that firsthand, you know, you could just tell the Jets have, a confidence that with Rodgers leading the charge and their defense, they truly believe they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender out of the AFC. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of frustration yesterday uh, at the joint practice. The concern for everyone seems to be the offensive line. Where would you put that level of concern? It's definitely a legitimate concern if Dwayne Brown does not get on the practice field and, and start playing soon. And even if he does, we're talking about you know a 38-year-old left tackle and I know Rodgers has confidence in him and Robert Salas says we know Dwayne Brown will be ready if we could just get him out there but still 
you know, we're talking about an offensive line that led the NFL in injuries last year. We're talking about, uh, you know, a tackle situation that right now, if the season started today, would probably be Billy Turner and Max Mitchell. And, and I like Max Mitchell, you know, for a fourth-round pick last year. He played well until the blood clots ended the season, but he's still an unknown at this point. Obviously, Billy Turner at this point is probably more of a swing or backup tackle at this stage of his career. So there's a lot of unknown on the health of Makai Becton, if he could get through a full game and truly be – an option for this team at tackle. And we already talked about Dwayne Brown and his age. So there's legitimate concerns there. I did find it interesting that Rodgers himself mentioned that the interior offensive line has stood out to him. I wonder if that means Connor McGovern will be able to hold off Joe Tittman, the rookie, and be the starting center. The Jets think they'll get a bounce-back season from former Pro Bowler Lakin Tomlinson, who probably underwhelmed in his first year with the Jets a season ago. And they love Elijah Barrett Tucker, who they think is an all-pro-level guard also coming back from injury. So there's talent on the line of guys stay healthy, but that's a big if for a team that obviously has a nearly 40-year-old quarterback. Jake Asman, 97.5 Houston, ESPN, and ESPN New York as well. Dick, uh, with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and what we're hearing uh, with Joe Burrow, and it seems as if there is real concern about him missing the first couple of games of of the season. If he misses the first two, how much does that change the dynamic in the AFC to you? It certainly changes the dynamic from the standpoint of if the, if the, if the Bengals were to start, let's say, 0-2, and I heard you talking about this, and they, you know, they start 0-2, you're talking about two divisional games. You know, all of a sudden, does that kind of open the door for somebody else to maybe challenge the Chiefs for the potential one seed if you start to think big picture from that standpoint? And plus, I do think it's odd that Jamar Chase just throws out there, well, you know, as long as he's back by week five, we'll be fine. You know, week five, I mean – is that just a random week he's throwing out there? I mean, or is this injury a lot more serious than Zach Taylor and the Bengals are, are letting on? So I, I definitely think depending on how many games it ends up being, it does potentially change the outlook of the AFC as far as maybe the, the top of the standings. And, of course, that AFC North is loaded, especially if Deshaun Watson remembers how to play football again in Cleveland. You're talking about a division that has you know a bunch of really good teams. You know, the Steelers always find a way to be competitive with Mike Tomlin. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson, and they think they're going to be able to open up the offense and, and, and be a prolific team. So you go through each team in that division, it burrows out for you know three games, four games, whatever it ends up being. That certainly could change how that division plays out. We hit the lines in just moments at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On Joe Burrow missing the first two games of the season, if he does, how that changes the dynamic in the AFC. Texans-Patriots tonight. Uh, C.J. Stroud, what are they expecting in year one? Is he the guy right out of the gate? Chris, I would be shocked if he does not end up being the starting quarterback week one when the Texans are in Baltimore to play the Ravens. They haven't said that yet. And D'Amico Ryan you know, was asked, okay, why is C.J. Stroud your starter tonight? And, well, D'Amico said, well, he's been getting all the, the reps with the ones that practiced the last four days, so we just wanted to be consistent. He's talking around the fact the reason why Stroud's been getting all the reps with the ones after a quarterback rotation the first week of camp between Stroud and the incumbent Davis Mills is because Stroud's looked better. And the teammates around him have started to buy in. Laramie Tunsil, the highest-paid player on the team, all-pro left tackle. He's already been saying, you know, C.J. Stroud's our QB1. Titus Howard, who now unfortunately got hurt, but they paid him to be the long-term right tackle. He said, the reason why they paid me is to protect C.J. Stroud going forward. So the players on the team have already talked about Stroud as if it's a foregone conclusion he's starting. D'Amico Ryans has not said that, but I would be shocked, if healthy, if, if C.J. is not starting week one. 
Jake, appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Chris, you're the best. Thanks for having me. Jake Asman, 97.5 Houston ESPN and 98.7 ESPN in New York. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Lines are open, 888-ESPN, on how the dynamic in the AFC changes. I, I tell you what, I have never had an interaction like this before. I got a text three minutes ago during the break, five minutes ago, whatever it was, that just said the following from a number I did not know. Hi, Carlin. Thinking of visiting friends in Michigan before the weather starts changing. Are you available from Tuesday, 926 to Saturday, 930? And I have no idea who this is. I don't live in Michigan. I have none of this. Uh, and I had to give him the who dis, which I, I hate to give you that because to me there's no worse feeling than giving the who dis text. So the person writes back, and I'm like, oh, I recognize the name and I, I went and looked looked him up on LinkedIn and I was, who is this oh okay and I, I'm like oh hi uh, sorry about that um, available for what and the response was sorry for the vague text autofill issue stand down <laughs> what, what am I to do with that Bubba? I don't... stand down autofill issue are you available yeah, in Michigan? What am I missing? I, I'm probably more confused by that text than any text I've ever received. I, I mean, I don't understand. I, we need more information. Well, I, I don't want to stand down. I want more information from them. We can't just, that can't be the end. What do you mean, autofill? What does that even mean? I don't even, you, like, does that mean, the, like, the, I, I'm a, a spam uh, text uh, yeah. that you're sending out to everybody that you know that might have ever been to the state of Michigan? Exactly. I, I need more explanations as to what, why is there a text about Michigan? Why are there dates included? And why are you being texted? And what does autofill have to do with it? And why are you saying stand down? There's a lot going on here that I don't I don't understand. It, it's definitely one of the strangest, strangest texts I've ever seen. Uh, let's have them call in. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, is there any worse feeling? Well, the only worse feeling than sending the who dis text is getting the who dis text. Because we have seen up close and personal how ugly that can get, and it has happened inside our very own family here. If we'll remember, not all that long ago, we were having Jeff Passan on the show, and Kim, remind me, what were the specifics around this with Canty? Well, we had Jeff Passan scheduled, and I believe he overslept. Oh, that's right. And he, then he had a he had a fullish a full schedule, like the day before yeah. and the day after. You because he he kept missing the show. It kept being you know messing up the schedule. Asked Cam. He said, "Give me Canty's number." As far as Canty knew, they already had each other's number because earlier in the fall, Passan texted him about his Tua take, so they had an interaction. And at which point after that, so Passon, Passon to be clear, deleted the number, I guess. To be clear, Passon went out of his way to get the number of Canty, text him himself, and then he didn't keep it in his phone. Is right. that accurate? Yeah, so he had it at one point, and then, yeah. uh, and then, and so Canty all along kept, thought he had it still. They were on the same page, thought they had it. But then when this stuff thing happened months later, Passon said, oh, yeah, I, I've got Carl, because Car Passon texted you, Carlin, and said, sorry for all this, and then Passing, I said to Cam, hey, what's Canny's number? I want to text him, too. And once we said it on the air, <laughs> Canny was 
Not happy. He, he did not take that well. And, no, he did he, not. He was saying because he thought they had this whole exchange before, and he, which basically implies that Passon just deleted his number after that exchange. Let, let's just say that this guy's name is Bob. What am I? Am I, am I supposed to write anything beyond this back? Because right now I'm sitting here. Um, I'm sure he's got the three little dots on his phone, and then all I've got written is "gotcha." <laughs> How am I supposed to respond to this? Autofill, Michigan? <laughs> yeah. No idea. No idea. I just tell him, just give him the call-in number and tell him to call in. Jimmy on ESPN Radio is up first here. Jimmy, how does the balance of power change in the AFC with Joe Burrow potentially missing the first two games of the year? First and foremost, I want to say real quick, the who this text, you got you to gotta act like your phone glitch. You got to lie and say, you know, um, I have a glitch error. Maybe I can hit you back later, but. To get to the point of uh, the Joe Burrow uh, situation. Well, hang on for it one second. On that, like, nobody's buying the glitch. Nobody's buying the new phone, who does? Like, even if it's a new phone, <laughs> with any new phone, like, all of your contacts automatically go over into there. They don't, like, all of a sudden get lost in the ether and you send out a, a – you, you have to send out a text and say, if I uh, didn't interact with – or if I've interacted with you in the last two years and have your number, please send it to me again. No, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I used buying to blame it. that when That's I was dating. I used to do that. But to get on that point of Joe Burrow, it changes a lot because, I mean, who's the backup? Trevor Simeon. And you think a Trevor Simeon-ran offense, no offense to him, is going to take over, you know, the Baltimore Ravens or going to overtake the Buffalo Bills or, I mean, or the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, come on now. You just got to think. I mean, Burrow's been the – the heartbeat of that offense. Burrow has been the heartbeat of that offense. He's everything, and I think he is the most indispensable quarterback in the AFC right now. And I know what I'm saying when I say that when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and all these other guys. The the thing to remember about Burrow is the difference that he has made already for his team in the postseason. Look, we get it. Patrick Mahomes... If he misses a significant amount of time, it clearly alters the Chiefs, their record during the regular season. Does anybody not believe that they can definitively go on the road and win if he's healthy? Of course we do. The bigger issue about the Bengals is the margin of error. And that's what this is all about. The margin of error for the Cincinnati Bengals is much smaller than it is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that they won't win later in the year if Burrow is back and healthy, but more so, more so, that if they lose two division games early in the season, that can really put them in a squeeze box as far as uh, potential late seeding or potential not even making the playoffs in the AFC, which is jam-packed. Carlin, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, there is one team that is absolutely expected to be a Super Bowl contender that's not even going to make the playoffs. Plus, history in Philadelphia last night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny, the podcast. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 at Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Buffalo Bills. Blue 58! Go! This is Elena Getzenberg covering the Bills, and the biggest storyline for Buffalo going into training camp is how and if the Bills' offense can take a step forward in year two under Ken Dorsey. The Bills' offense was inconsistent in the second half of the 2022 season. Going into this year, the front office addressed some of the issues by adding to the skill positions and the interior of the offensive line. The lingering question, though, is if those additions were enough with teams effectively taking away Stefan Diggs at times last year, leading in part to some lingering frustration. Quarterback Josh Allen said that he needs to adjust his game to avoid turnovers and to stay as healthy as possible, including making better decisions on when to take hits. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 on ESPN Radio. The Bills aren't making the playoffs this year. I know that's out there. But this is what I'm going with. It's Carlin in for Grady on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Here's why. We know about the offseason drama after what happened at the end of the year with Stefan Dix. Could that blow up? Well, we're seeing throughout training camp that everybody's saying all of the right things, that everybody's getting along, and all is well. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we get too wrapped up and what's going on in training camp, and how incredibly positive it is. Have you ever gone to a training camp and or ever heard from anyone in a training camp that said, dear God, we are just going to be awful this year, and this has been a disaster, and this has been a complete mess? Now, that's not the case with the Buffalo Bills. But I do worry from this standpoint. This could get set off pretty easily in a couple of ways. Number one, has Josh Allen learned to not turn the football over? Number two, has Stefan Diggs kind of put together himself mentally to get the frustration out of his system when things things don't go right in the moment? So those are two big ones. And then if we're being truthful... 
do you have to start to look at Sean McDermott a little bit differently if things don't get go great right out of the gate? Let's talk about the start of the season. At the Jets on Monday Night Football, the Raiders at Washington, Miami at home, Jacksonville, and the Giants. All right? At the Jets, Raiders, at Washington, Miami at home, Jacksonville, uh, I believe that game is overseas, uh, and the Giants, it is. The Jacksonville game is overseas. Can the Bills start that way 3-3? Three and three? Yeah, that, that could definitely happen. Imagine for a moment that the Bills' season starts with a win over the Raiders and then, let's say, a win over Washington. You could be looking at 2-4. and four if we're being honest. And even Washington is a little bit dicey. Washington is going to finish ahead of the Giants this year. So if we're looking through the middle of October and you're looking for teams that are going to not meet their potential, the Bills are primed to be that team. When you factor in some potential drama if things don't go right, and a tough early season schedule. They may bounce back and play better later in the year. In the AFC, Bills are not going to make the playoffs because I think they're really taking some steps backward here. And that is, over the last couple of seasons, that's really troubling. All it boils down to for me to make sure that this all stays on the right course is what happens with Allen not turning the football over. They're going to run him less, which means he has to make better decisions. And you watch what he did in the red zone at times last year. It was head-scratching. Buffalo has the potential to fall apart early in the season. Be careful. Carlin, Infogreeny, ESPN Radio. How about this story? A book has come out from Billy Walters. It's called Gambler. Walters is a guy that had a gambling joint venture with Phil Phil Mickelson for five years. In the book, he says that he believes Mickelson bet over $1 billion on sports over the last three decades. $1 billion on sports over the last three decades, and bet on the 2012 Ryder Cup. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, you know, this thing with Phil, he just cannot stay out of his own way. And that Ryder Cup uh, was at Medina, and that was uh, the U.S. losing to Europe, 14.5 to 13.5. I'll tell you what, Phil... I've never seen a golfer who has gone from so likable earlier in his career to so unlikable later in his career. You know, you can talk about everything that happened with Tiger Woods, but people still loved Tiger Woods in every way. Phil at times just comes across as so hypocritical, and then you read this. It doesn't mean it's 100% true, but we all know that Phil has been dealing with uh, gambling uh, for a long, long time. And I'm not going to call it a problem, 
because if he doesn't consider it a problem for him, which given the amount of money he has, he clearly doesn't, that's not going to bother me all that much. But over a billion dollars, Bubba, over a billion dollars gambled over 30 decades. Your take. Well, yeah, I think one of the things we're leaving off on this is part of the story was that, yeah, he bet a billion, but he he's the, the he reportedly lost $100 million. But that means he won quite a bit over three decades. If he's bet $1 billion, So are we saying he netted $800 million? I, I like 900 I guess. Well, I mean, if he lost $100 million, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, no, that's the thing. I mean, that, in that, the book thing says in three decades, yeah, he bet on the Ryder Cup, he's bet over a billion and one minute, and has lost close to $100 million. So where did the other 900 go? That would imply that those are all winnings. So I mean, this guy, what are we talking about? This guy's uh, a hero. I, <laughs> you got to get this guy in the lottery. Yeah, let's let's get him and yeah, let's call him up and get him in the pool. How do we get it? Yeah, exactly. How do we win a billion dollars when it's available to us? Let's get him involved in ESPN bet. Uh, how do we? Yeah, how how has nobody been picking his brain about picking games? I, I can't imagine. That Phil's winning his bets at a ninety percent clip. I really, there's nobody who who wins their bets at a ninety percent clip. Except Do you buy Phil. that? It's on the internet. It if, must be true. If Billy Walters tells me it's true, I believe. Well, it. the beacon of truth. I and I don't even know Billy Walters from anybody, but from, for down. me, this is just freaking bizarre. A billion dollars, Phil. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.